Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Let's Be Real, the show where I've turned a mediocre slash bad pun into an online live series because that is how business works nowadays and we're happy to see it. I am so, so honoured to be introducing my guest for the third episode. He is an incredible songwriter, an incredible person and an outspoken figure who over the years has really created an inspiring journey through his music in terms of how he discovers himself, how he discovers his identity and how he chooses to express that in the music that he creates. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Samson to this episode um, and I would just drop him a request now. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I managed to catch like like the last second of that intro. It's not really too short. Oh, the 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 rest was just me saying that you're a beautiful person. <laughs> Stop it. Hi everyone. How you doing? I'll just say good for them. <laughs> huh? I said I'll just say good for them. I assume that they're. <laughs> They're all excited and ready to hear from you, as am I. Um, And on that note... I was going to say, I got in my room and I was like, "Mm, like, how am I going to make myself feel more comfortable and stuff? So I just lit some candles. Oh, I love that. Very zen. Very self-care. I didn't know if I should play your music in the background or if I'd get sued. So I decided to put um, free YouTuber EDM music which Hello. sounds would, quite... Would, would, it, would it be taken down? I don't know, but I don't really want to find out. <laughs> hmm. So I thought yeah. I'd just leave it, leave it as that. Well, on that note, I am so happy to have you on this episode and on this show. So thank you for joining us. Um, it really means a lot. And I'm sure that loads of people will be so reassured and inspired by some of the things that you're here to discuss today. Yes, thank you. So on that note, um, to kind of throw you in straight away into themes of identity, how you've expressed and explored yourself over the years. Yeah. Obviously, we know you as an incredible singer and an incredible songwriter, but kind of behind the music, the videos and who you are online, who would you say really is Samson? Who is Samson? I think like I'm a bit of a, a bit of a goofball really like um like i'm still it's weird it's like i'm still always like finding myself so i don't really know if i know so much like who samson is but like i'm just kind of like always trying to like evolve um and try and mix like my real world into my music Mm-hmm. which is something that I think, like, at the beginning of my musical journey, like, years and years and years ago, was something that just didn't, just didn't really fit right with me, mm-hmm. because um, I was so, like, unhappy within myself, and felt so uncomfortable, that, like, when I did start, like, making music, um I was never really, like, able to tap into who I was or who I am. So it's kind of, like, a very slow journey trying to, like, build up all of those years of 
not being able to fully develop or know who I am mm -hmm. to kind of just like bit by bit, you know, learn from something on the day and be like, yeah, like, you know, that is, that is a little bit more me. Um, and it mixes in with my music as well. Like it's fun. So you're a constant work in progress. Yeah, I think so. And mm -hmm. also like things just change. Things just change. Like, you know, sometimes I'm going to feel a certain way or I'm going to, you know, I think like down to my core, like I am someone who cares about other people mm -hmm. and tries to like add a little bit more pizzazz mm -hmm. to what I do. So now that you've reached this point of kind of being sensitive to change and knowing that you're working in gradual layers and there's yeah. no kind of definitive end goal of who you are and how to express that, how would you describe your journey of getting to that point? So thinking all the way back to when you said it was really hard to tap into that sensitivity, what would yeah. you say was instrumental to kind of making you aware of where you are now? Um, I think that coming out was a big coming out was a big big part of my own story mm -hmm. like a lot of people especially like nowadays which is really amazing like a lot of people aren't really feeling the need to like announce or come out and can just kind of like live their everyday life um and then that can just kind of like slowly progress into like relationships and a discussion doesn't really need to be had which is amazing but I think that was like pretty pretty monumental in my life um because i think there was so many years of pain um that like once i was able to kind of be set free a little bit then i can start to kind of tap into more about like who i actually am mm -hmm. as a person and yet again as i said like it really really is all a process like I'm still getting, I'm getting therapy about all of these things that have happened from years ago. So it takes a lot of time. And I think it's, I think it's constant. I think it's constant. And, you know, I think if people have more of that attitude where you realize that, that life is just, it's just constantly revolving. Um, and yeah, just take, take things step by step at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in terms of kind of breaking those molds and tapping into the pain that you described, yeah. yeah, how would you describe your relationship between that point where you've come to terms with who you are, or at least made it public and told the people that you need to about who you are and what makes you you and the music that you, you create? How would you say that that shift informs the art that you make? Um... I think that, do you know what, I think my brain just literally just like wandered off for like a second whilst you were asking me <laughs> I didn't even have to ask me that again. I was listening and I was like, oh my God, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't just wander off. It's okay, I know the feeling. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, it was basically that moment of coming out um, yeah. and that moment of letting go of things that may have otherwise kind of prevented your expression before. <laughs> From that point onwards, how did that inform your creative process and uh, the art like, that you made? Crazy amounts, crazy mm -hmm. amounts. Um, just even in the way, in terms of just like, let's just say we're going to talk about music. 
in just the way that I'm able to write and express myself, um, I feel like I would never, I mean, obviously, again, like, I'm still developing as a writer, but, like, in terms of my writing, like, if I, if I wouldn't have had that moment, then, you know, of, of telling myself that it's okay to be who I am and being able to explore myself, then no way would I be able to write, like, how I write yeah. now. Because I feel like in order to write, like, you need to, it is like therapy. You need to be your own therapist. Um, and, and, you know, when you're writing for other people as well, mm -hmm. um, you need to just be able, you know, like, if, I, if I'm so, like, accepting of other people, then I really need to be more accepting of myself. And, yeah. You know, that's something I'm learning. So I think, like, yeah, like, in terms of my writing, that helped crazy amounts. Um, in terms of, like, um, how I want to be seen, how I want to, like, you know, portray myself, having music videos which like is more inclusive like you know having guys like guys and guys like romance scenes in my music videos um including drag um and i feel like if i wasn't able to have done that i think it's like i i came out when i was about like 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. so if i wouldn't if i wasn't able to do that then then i definitely wouldn't be able to feel comfortable to do this yeah now and just like in terms of my, my like how I, me as a human um it's had a massive effect as well just in my social life and what i believe in um and yeah i mean i don't i don't know about for you but I, for me it's been like absolutely monumental yeah i mean i can imagine songwriting and you know, the vid types of videos that you create where there is so much of you in it that mm. it can feel, you know, there's a lot more of you that you're working with and putting that out into the public sphere can be a lot more meaningful. I mean, obviously I've only done university, so I don't have much of a, a final thing that I've made, but, you know, I can imagine that for someone who is creating projects that are entirely representative of who it is that you are and the things that you believe that can yeah. be, you know a really sentimental process which is something that a lot of outlets have interestingly described you as which is authentic um which is something that i wanted to ask you about so mm -hmm. that journey to representing something that is authentic or close to you or true to who you are it's quite easy for us to see a finished product that can feel comfortable or reassuring and think okay i see someone like me in these videos represented and that means a lot but for your own journey of authenticity and putting yourself into your music, how would you describe that journey? So whether that's from the point that you came out or wherever you've had specific situations that have informed your music, um, mm -hmm. do you find it quite, you know, nerve wracking or comfortable to be able to have this outlet and for other people to see it? It, it hasn't been easy. And even after I came out, it took me a very long time, like it took literally years after I came out to yeah. um, be more comfortable in my body. Um, and I think that that's, I think that's like quite like an important point for if there's any like, you know, LGBTQIA plus people here watching that, you know, it's that things can take time and it happens you know, faster than others. Like I was writing and, and making music, as I said, like years um, after I came out and I still felt super uncomfortable. I didn't, um, 
wasn't comfortable talking about like you know actual like relationships when I'm in sessions with like mm -hmm. you know um like straight um producers and stuff mm -hmm. like that in the room so it was only when I kind of had a moment when I saw like you know friends I saw other people who who I could see as like inspiration and I could see them doing things and actually having a message yeah not just kind of like you know just like writing anything and kind of like being very like low-key about Mm -hmm. things that are important to them and I realized like you know what like that is that is the point like that is why I'm doing this like I wanted to I wanted to sing and write for years and years and years as a career but they're still just like I didn't really understand so much why I wanted to do it and what's my message but I think that that's really important yeah um for a lot of artists would you say that over the years your idea of what it means to be authentic and to produce music that is seen as authentic has changed um i think so because like authenticity is i think that i think that how in terms of like how people see you like i do think that that can change because yeah. like you are you should be allowed to like change your mind about things. Um, and sometimes like, sometimes you're human, you might be put in a situation that like you feel uncomfortable with and you can't be like a million percent authentic to yourself. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like no one's here to try and be perfect. All, I can, all you can try and do is like, try your very best yeah. to be yourself whatever that means or being as authentic as possible as you can be the thing is like you know sometimes you might fake something and then but because like, you're just not really too sure and then after you've maybe done that or you've said that or something like maybe that would then in turn like change you in a positive way later yeah. on as well yeah yeah i feel like also when we are seeing something that is authentic, it can become, as consumers, a really instrumental part in how we mm -hmm. process feelings, how we process ourselves. To see that representation can be a really meaningful moment where it's like, okay, someone who I don't know is perhaps feeling or has experienced similar things to me. But for you as a creator, yeah. how would you describe your relationship to the music that you put out in the same kind of, you know, theme of changing your mind. Mm -hmm. Do you see your music as indicative of those different moments in your life that you may look back and feel like I've changed as a person completely? Or do you see it as kind of one long route of expression of yourself? It's weird because you're saying that and I feel like I can see both. Mm -hmm. I can see both of what you're saying. Um, because it is like when I when I guess when I do think about my life, there's part of it which is like very scattered and it's very like here, 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 all over the place and those kind of represented like different parts of my life at the time and mm -hmm. I that will come up in the future. Um, but then also at the same time, like I'm fully aware that it is one path which basically just has like loads of different mm -hmm. dimensions to it around it. Um, so I think it's both and I think it's all just kind of 
it's all like a frame of mind, really. And my mind like changes a lot mm-hmm. all of the time about how I feel. Um, and you just got to try and roll with it, mm-hmm. really. But ultimately, it is all part of one big journey. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say after that. But yeah. <laughs> You're like uh, an onion, so many layers. <laughs> in that process as well um, especially over the years would you say that kind of at the core of your art and what it is that you create would you say that that's changed over the years so maybe perhaps five years ago compared with now what would you say is important about the art that you create and what it is that you put out what is did you say what is within you say what is what what is important about the art that you 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 create and you want to put out um what is important about it what is important about it i think it's just the fact that it's important for me and i know that i know that with every release that i put out there is some kind of message Mm -hmm. behind it and some kind of expression even if the message like doesn't even even come across as that deep, yeah. Uh, I think that like purely for the reason as somebody who is openly LGBT and you know in, in the community, putting out music like and hustling and trying their most, just like so many other people, I think that that in itself is really important because you need those representations um for people to see i think it's really important yeah so and that's something that i really admire about the like the queer music scene whatever Mm -hmm. that even means like the massive massive umbrella just the fact that people are actually doing it you know and trying yeah. I think that that in itself is really important for yeah. society, for people who are in the community and people who aren't in the community as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something you there. something you mentioned earlier about you had friends where you could see that they were doing this and that kind of gave you the seed to go ahead and put yourself into your music as well. And although you've just mentioned that it's important to have those representations for other people, um, whether that be consumer or other aspiring artists, whilst you were going through the process, say even from your point of coming out, would you say that you had that type of representation where you could look at someone and concretely think, okay, I have space in this industry um, Mm -hmm. and there's someone like me already doing this and that gives me the platform to, to work on that as well? To a degree, like throughout all of my life, all, I think a lot of that representation has been there to a degree. Mm-hmm. And I think um, for me, it was about, like, I saw all of those people there, but I didn't feel like they were all doing as an entity, like what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think also, like, being Jewish as well, I'm also half Iranian, 
pub English. Um, yeah, again, it's like the onion thing. Like, there are so many layers to it. And I feel like, to an extent, you do want to feel like you're, like, you know, always seeing, like, different people, different things that you can relate to. And I definitely did at the time. But I think also in the 90s and early 2000s, there was representation, but maybe people were represented in, like, a certain way um, that... I don't identify as, yeah. um, how, you know, maybe maybe I identify in terms of like religion or sexuality, but maybe I don't identify in terms of just the way that they've been portrayed. I think like in, in terms of like musicians, you know, throughout the years, like sexuality has definitely been touched upon, but mm -hmm. also things were also still swept under the carpet or they were, they had to be super heightened. Like they had to be like, you know, super flamboyant. Yeah. Super stereotypical um, or super ambiguous, something like that in order to be seen as like acceptable or like a household name. Yeah. So I think there's definitely, there definitely are a lot of people to like look up to, but at the same time, I don't think, you know, it, it only it only went like a certain to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I feel like that type of representation is really or it was quite hard to find artists that were humanized. You don't really see the sensitive side of the process or different yeah. parts of people's identities. It's very much like here is your gay guy in feathers mm -hmm. or here is like someone with a minority identity severely struggling and that's it <laughs> like yeah. there's no in between um yeah. which that type of human experience so now when we're seeing kind of more a, a wider variety of identities on the spectrum and how much people can can differ yeah. um as someone with iranian jewish background would you say that in terms of the music that you create or your own kind of personal journey over the years that you found different parts of your identity coming into conflict? And how do you, through art or through other means, kind of confront those questions and, and, and move forward from them? Um, I don't feel that anymore. And I don't... Hmm, I think, like... It's weird because in Iranian and Jewish culture, um, it's just not like a positive thing being not straight. Yes. Um, and I would have like, I would have received, I would have been like a victim to homophobia, you know, like as a kid before I came out and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. in different forms so not even necessarily like doesn't have to be something like massive and dramatic like you know I got like beaten up or something like that yeah I think just in terms of just like the the little things that really do like they, yeah um and you know knowing like low-key in Judaism that it's just it's not accepted like mm -hmm. that that just you know, in terms of in terms of like the orthodox view, it's just not accepted. 
<laughs> so that's something that like was very very difficult for me to move past because I grew up like in a modern orthodox Jewish home yeah um, which like isn't extremely religious but however like there's a lot of customs and things that I would have been brought up doing and it did stick with me mm -hmm. um and that also like that ties in with you know just kind of wanting what like everyone else has and wanting to have um that typical family that mm -hmm. is the right version and like the right way of living and I remember like you know, wanting, really wanting to have, like, you know, a wife and kids and all of that. And I just didn't think that that was something that would be possible if I were to ever come out. Yeah. Which I know now is absolutely, like, ridiculous. And it's really sad that I thought that. Um, but, like, in terms, yeah, like, my, my, my Judaism at the time did have a big impact on me and I went to like a Jewish school as well so like yeah. there wasn't there just wasn't really that much discussion about being gay and if you if you hear about it it is normally just like in the playground as a negative thing yeah um or you would just randomly hear that like oh like did you hear like someone come out and it becomes like gossip and stuff like that yeah um and in terms of like my Iranian backgrounds um I don't feel like I identify fully as Iranian just because it hasn't really like been part of my life massively. Yeah. Uh, it has been in terms of like foods because um, my parents make really good Iranian foods and that's, my that's all, all that matters. <laughs> that's, that's definitely like a big thing. Um, <laughs> But I still feel like even when I was younger, like I felt like I was ashamed of being Iranian. So I remember my sur like my surname um, is an Iranian surname, and I remember like as I was as I was younger, just like not really liking my surname that much. Mm -hmm. And I think as I grew older, and then as I was then trying to get more into my music and actually realizing, like, wait a second. I've got all these all these aspects to me that I take for granted, and I don't even think are like special or interesting. Um, and actually took that and realized, like, do you know what? There is so much. There's so much color um, in my life that, like, I think when I was younger, I really did like try to shade, you know, try yeah. to like make it weaker. Yeah. So they did, I think that they did have a big part in my life. Um, mm -hmm. Now, now, not so much. Now more so just in the sense of, yeah, again, just me being able to be that representation for people. Yeah. Um, and for myself, I think that that is super important. But like in my everyday life, I don't really feel like anymore. Definitely like in my past, it had a massive impact, but I don't yeah. think or it's something that I constantly think about. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I can really empathize with that when the spaces around you growing up don't include things that theoretically should be normal to you in their discussion. It can be really easy to grow up thinking those parts of me shouldn't exist and I shouldn't yeah. be exploring that. But in that moment where you did flip into this part of you and you did think, okay, I'm going to begin interrogating these things and exploring these things. 
what would you say was kind of instrumental for your journey of navigating your own identity, whether that be these parts of your background or your sexual orientation or the things that you're interested in and want to say, how over the years would you say, you know, what has been kind of key for you to start to navigate those things? Um, what's been key to me navigating it? I think the fact that, like, every, like I'm kind of taking things a step at a time. Yeah. Taking my time with it. And I think there's a lot of people who get rushed into situations or they get, like, rushed into the limelight. Mm-hmm things can get super overwhelming and I get overwhelmed very easily. Um, not in a good way to like, to the extent where like it can really affect my mental health. Yeah. And, um, I think taking the time to grow is really important. And I'm really, I'm still doing it now. Like even right now, like I still feel like my life's a mess. Like, there's so many aspects to my life that I am not happy with, fulfilled with. You know, I might say, like, if you were going to tell me the same thing, like, I'm going to give you all of this advice that I'm going to try and make you feel as good as you can about yourself. But I'm human and we're all human. And most of the time, like, we just don't really take that advice for ourselves. Yeah. But I am trying to just take things a step at a time especially mm-hmm. with what's been going on last year and what's going on this year. Things, you know, things from like your childhood and your mental health and everything, like it does like get brought up to the surface as well. So I love that straw. Thanks. And we love a green <laughs> queen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think something that's really int- like instrumental was me taking my time. Yeah. And as you feel like you've now become closer, at least with identity to who you are, some of those things I think I'll touch on in my next question. But in terms of your music and your creative process now, where you are now, as you've gone through this journey and you've discovered these parts of yourself, would you say that music as an outlet has changed for you? And do you feel as you take these parts in your journey, the small steps that you become even closer to what it is that you're creating and it becomes an even more, you know, comforting form of expression for you. Um, I think it is a little bit of both. Again, um, sometimes, like, sometimes I feel really close to my work and my art um, and I feel affected. I feel... um, like I've been impacted by what I'm listening to or what's been going on in my life to kind of like, cre- uh, then that kind of like helps me create music or helps me feel something when I listen to it. Yeah. But also at the same time, sometimes I can just feel super disconnected. Um, and like, that's okay. Like I have moments just like I'm sure a lot of other people do mm-hmm. where you just don't want to, think about anything you don't want to do anything um and that's that, yeah, i think that's that's okay yeah. as, 
I don't know if you ever feel like that where you just, even though you know that you should feel like a certain way about something, you just, when you're just so overwhelmed, you're just like, actually, do you know what? I'm over it for now. And then, you know, like, even for me, like, I want to quit, um, you know, a lot of the time. But then I then know, like, yeah, I'm like, actually, like, no, you don't. Like, you're <laughs> but sometimes when you've been so impacted by something, when you think about something so much, you yeah. exhaust yourself. Yeah, I completely understand that. I mean, I feel like that every other day. I'm like, yeah. what really, what am I doing? I should just pack my bags and run to a different country. But mm -hmm. here I am in the safe space of my being light. <laughs> and this pink wall. <laughs> yeah, what is that pink wall? Is that, like, is that just painted on? Yeah, this is a real wall. This is not a green screen. Where are you in your house? I'm in my bedroom. Which was... Yeah, this was repainted by one of my sisters who decided this was a good colour to have. So okay. now I have to is, live is it, with like, it. is it like panels that you've got going on of colour? Or is it like boxes? Or... Well, these are two windows. And then it's Oh! Like... Okay, and then that's a wall which is painted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my bedroom's just one wall. The rest is like just knocked down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, in those moments, and especially that you've mentioned the pandemic, um, which obviously hot topic for everyone, in those moments where you do feel the disconnect and you're not, where you do feel the disconnect and yeah. you're not necessarily fulfilled by everything that you're doing, your day to day is not always exciting and happy and at the least just giving you something to do. Yeah. How do you think through those spaces and deal with having situations where there actually is not a lot to deal with, but it still feels like there's a lot on you? Yeah, I think that happens quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like I, I kind of like make a lot more issues for myself than I need to do or than I should do. Um, what do I do? I mean, like sometimes I kind of like make new lanes or like sometimes I just don't do something so like I've learned to kind of like be a lot more chilled in, in terms of my workload like when we first started when it was the first pandemic mm -hmm. um first pandemic first lockdown mm -hmm. in March I basically like made sure I was like super super busy all the time writing having sessions which was amazing um managed to make like a project for me managed to focus on being a songwriter for a lot of other people um and it's been great and there was a moment when things were looking so positive in that sense but then at the same time like you know now we've kind of like settled a little bit more into what's going on around us and the idea of just constantly having to make yourself super busy for me isn't something that I'm necessarily looking to do as much just mm -hmm. where I'm at so yeah I think I started off being like super busy and focused on my music but then that still didn't make me happy like it made me happy when I was making music but I still had a lot of different issues going on mentally yeah. that that me like trying to be busy and productive it just didn't resolve 
at all because I wasn't I wasn't resolving I was kind of just like like instantly trying to fix an emotion which wasn't working Mm -hmm. um but yeah sometimes I do that sometimes I just yeah log off and I just if there's there's something that I know that like I really need to do but I know that it's going to cause me like a lot of stress or something like that then like there was like something that I need to sort out this week and I just didn't and I just like Mm -hmm. okay I just didn't but I then you know and then gave me the ability to like try and focus on something else that I've been putting off yeah um or now like I've even like I've started dog walking for other people for Mm -hmm. other dogs it's kind of helped get me out of the house as well so trying to just like it changes, doesn't it? And like, as I'm sure you would know, sometimes you have like these massive like pumps of energy when you want to be doing this, 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 and sometimes you just don't. Okay. And I'm just yeah. learning to not be as harsh on myself when I don't. Yeah. All my time trying to focus on music or something like that because yeah. Sometimes just like your mental health is so much more important. Not mm-hmm. sometimes, and all, all the time. <laughs> Yeah, all, like the a time. Part all the time but like a lot of the time it's very easy for us to forget that and i forget that most of the time but it's just yeah. now because i'm like yeah 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 i think it's it's really reassuring to hear that when we are in this kind of flux we don't need to make the most of it like yeah. it is reductive to sit there and think like how can i use 26 hours of like this particular thing to do this particular thing like in real life we're caught up in so many structures that even though those things are gone now that doesn't mean that we need to replace them but I think we just have to work with what we have and like you said the key is to not be so harsh on yourself yeah um and I guess that's kind of like certain explorations of yourself and your time how you manage you as a person that have changed Mm -hmm. since say early last year but one thing I wanted to ask you about was a really prominent theme in your music is intimacy and love and whether that be you know past relationships or feelings that you have at the moment how would you say that your navigations of those more romantic intimate parts of yourself have changed since the start of the pandemic or even over the years through the industry is this like in terms of my music or just in terms of in general, just how I feel, would you say? Either, like whether when it comes to your creative process and your mm-hmm. experience in the industry, how would you say that your relationship with those more personal parts of yourself have changed over the years? Um, I think they've changed a lot, a lot and and so much from last year mm-hmm. as well um because in terms of like the music industry um like let's just say like in terms of what i write like i just hadn't felt so comfortable to talk about maybe like intimacy as much as i would have wanted to and i'm yeah. still kind of exploring that but also just like in terms of where I'm at personally and emotionally um, since this lockdown, so since all of these lockdowns have happened, um, 
I think you you do have the opportunity to see things differently. Yeah. And kind of question question yourself more and ask yourself like what is it that I actually want mm-hmm. out of life or out of relationships like what type of person am I looking for um but I still I feel like I still like even though things have changed and moved forwards definitely like I still feel super confused Mm -hmm. I still feel super confused and I think like now can be an even more confusing time for people than ever because you want well for me anyway um like you know someone you can kind of connect with on a higher level but at the same time like when you've got all of these things going on around you Mm -hmm. which are so um like sticky yeah to work with um you just you don't know if you're maybe ready to like actually have somebody in your life because you just don't really know what's going on with yourself Mm -hmm. um and i i do really believe that in terms of like actually let's say finding like you know a partner a life partner um if that does what if that is something you're looking for i think that you need to try and be in the best shape even though it's always changing just kind of like the best shape of yourself yeah at that time because i think if you're if you're going like into a relationship trying to find somebody to help fix you then that's not going to work mm-hmm. at all you know 100%. You someone to kind of like bounce off of but not somebody to just kind of like constantly use as like a punching bag. Yeah, 100%, I agree. Um, some form yeah. experience, firmly believe that that should be the only reason you look for, <laughs> yeah. for a partner. Actually, nowadays, like it is, it is a lot more confusing, I think. Like we've all been messed up a lot as it is by mm-hmm. social media and by dating apps, by ghosting, by high expectations, by um, so many things like representation all yeah. this stuff that like when you then get kind of locked in a house or in a room for a year <laughs> and you're not able to like fully communicate with people yeah. on a level and you're kind of now just like stuck to being like a little keyboard um, or a picture or a video mm-hmm. where you can fully like edit it you can change it around you can give like one version of you that you just want someone to know like yeah. that that isn't that's not a, that's not practical that's not like a good basis to actually like start off yeah something very important So I'm not really too sure, like how we're all gonna kind of like find our way through. But I mean that that is even if you're looking for like one life partner, because like some people, you know, like I don't even know. I don't even know if that's something that I necessarily want. Like it changes, it changes Mm -hmm. day by day. Who knows? Yeah. In terms of that connection as well and how you kind of over the years have developed closeness with people 
something that I think can be quite different for people who are LGBTQ plus is over the years, like you said, there is social media, there's ghosting, which pervades our culture quite a lot. Um, and a lot of other silent ideals in the gay world. Yeah. Having that all thrown into flux with the pandemic and changing completely how we communicate, how we see other people, how we picture other people. Yeah. How would you say your own idea of connections have changed or your own priorities around who it is that you're speaking to, whether that be friend or more, have changed Mm -hmm. over the past few years? Um, it's definitely cha- it's definitely changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure how, um, because like yet yeah, again, there are times when like I do feel myself slip back into like an older, younger version of me, mm-hmm. someone that like you know maybe I don't necessarily feel like that's the direction that my life is going anymore. But sometimes like being a human, um like you do kind of like return back to like the older you so i think that like it has changed a lot um but i think think my brain just like went off there (laughs) but but but, um wait where was i going with that where was i going with that my brain's gone i mean i have kind of barraged you with a lot of deep questions so <laughs> I love it. I love completely it. understand all of a sudden i'm just like eh? <laughs> <laughs> well in that I, I feel like i tend to i tend to just like talk as well and just go like off off topic too <laughs> so, like sometimes i'm listening to myself talk and i'm like what am i what <laughs> it's just innovation you're just innovating that's who you are you're a creator <laughs> yeah. well in that moment of confusion that might be a good point to ask in the next year so obviously we've spoken a lot about your journey through the years and where you are now where do you see Samson however you want to take that musically personally um going for through the next years or through this pandemic Mm -hmm. you know that's always been a question that I've always struggled answering because Sometimes I just don't know where I see myself. Like, I see myself as somebody who is more or, like, an improved version of myself than I was, like, the year before, year before. But I don't know what that really means. Like, I think younger me would have said, like, oh, yeah, like, next year I see myself touring the world. I see myself doing an album, like, blah, 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 blah. But, you know like life just works in mysterious ways doesn't yeah. it and um i see myself you know next year in all honesty right now i'm just like happy to just like keep on going day by day like <laughs> for me to think about next year where i'm going to be at is just too big a leap for me right yeah. now because every day feels like a fucking year you see what i mean so especially with the year that we've had like to think that it's almost coming up to a whole year of us being in this mess that's a long time that's a long time and i'm very hopeful for the future and i do want 
I do want big things for me professionally mm-hmm. and in my personal life, but I'm just taking it day by day. Yeah. You know, um, I just hope that I can continue to do what I love um, and like be able to continue to be like, you know, this authentic self and Mm -hmm. just try and stick true to what I believe in. Yeah. Well, if that does take you to a tour, then I'll see you front row. (laughs) Oh my God, please. I mean, I think that's going to be harder for musicians as far as it is anyway. Mm. It's going to be stuck to bloody, like at the beginning of, at the beginning of um, the first lockdown, I was doing like, you know, these online gigs and stuff like that. And it's just like, I mean, it was great. It's better than nothing, but I'm just also like, ugh, like, come on. Yeah. You know, hopefully we'll be able to actually like, yeah, go out. <laughs> I did. I did do. I did do. I, I, I did do a couple of uh, cute gigs after the lockdowns were like over and like gigs were allowed to start happening to a degree. If there was a certain yeah. amount of there, and I did. I did do a couple of them, um, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, so yeah, hopefully more of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing this has impacted how you connect with your listeners a lot. Like I know yeah. that you're using new platforms like TikTok or changing how you use Instagram. Oh my covers. God. <laughs> Anyone who's watching this, follow me on TikTok. I'll, I'll plug it in the details. <laughs> oh, honestly, what a mess. Like, you just need to... I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but, you know, as an artist, we're now expected to do a lot more than just make music. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really here to say what's like good or bad because I think things are always changing. And, you know, the music industry, what I would have been brought up with or knowing of like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever. To people years before that would be saying like, oh, well, that's not how it should be and all this kind of stuff. So I'm trying yeah. to just like not be such a grumpy old man about it because I was, <laughs> I really was like, honestly, you could be bothered. Yeah. Do I mean who can be bothered? Mm. But like you know, for some people things come more naturally, and for me, um, kind of like exposing like my life on social media hasn't been such a like natural progression. And I yeah. do want to kind of keep a lot of aspects to me to myself because I feel like everyone's entitled to like have that in any way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, maybe it's good for me to kind of like loosen up a little bit more and you know show different sides to me that people maybe haven't seen Mm -hmm. yeah how has the your journey with social media changed over the years so i know that's a really vague question but particularly now when kind of when we are on each other's profiles all we can do because we literally have nothing else to do is see what someone else is doing do you feel like social media has kind of invited or needed more from you than what your normal creative process would be? And do you feel like there's a pressure to publicize that and to say mm-hmm. to people like, although I am Samson the human and Samson the creator, kind of to bridge that you have to you have to show something in particular? Yeah, 
my brain froze for a second when I, I heard all of that and it's fine <laughs> when you when you but when you said Samson the creator I was like I'm the creator <laughs> I might steal that one yeah when I saw that smirk I was like I've lost him <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god now I have made myself forget the question oh my days when um, you were asking me about social media and oh, look at how my brain just goes off. And over, the, <laughs> over the years, do you feel like there's, especially now, when obviously all we can do is check each other's profiles, do you feel like there's a silent kind of pressure that invites of you yeah. more than before? There's a massive pressure. Like, it's crazy. Even more so when, you know, with all of these algorithms that everyone's pretending that they know about that nobody actually knows about like we are expected to put a lot on social media and constantly yeah. constantly like it isn't even like you need to have good quality content anymore um, people just be they just do whatever that's the thing like you know i've spent hours on a tiktok and then like you hear people like people especially like musicians as well like you hear like they'll be they'll be putting putting all this effort into like their covers on tiktok and stuff and then they'll do one stupid one second video on tiktok and that goes viral yeah um, and uh because in music because and all creative industries things have just become so 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 saturated mm -hmm. so 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 competitive that like to an extent, we are being asked to give up, like, a chunk of our life and our time yeah. to basically be forever present on social media, mm -hmm. which I don't think is a very good thing if that's not where you're, you know, if that's not where you're at. Like, the amount of people that I'm seeing on social media these days, you know, like, making the whole announcement, like, I have to come off of social media for my mental health and all this kind of stuff. Like, even the fact that people feel the need to do that, yeah, for me, is, like, a bit... It says a lot, you know? Um, and um, I, I, do, I do see it, like, getting even bigger. But yet again, as I was saying before, if you're able to find some kind of balance then you know hopefully it will be a good thing like there's pros and cons to everything um this is going to give people like the opportunity to you know hopefully see like a more real perspective yeah of what's going on you know in people's lives but yet again as i said like it's all like microcosm it's all chosen mm -hmm. as well so balance is very key, very important. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why we're here to be real, right? <laughs> With it, Ian and I. <laughs> yeah, we love a, a cheap pun. No, but on being online is a, a very bizarre space to be in. I feel people see you online and the expectation is that because you're there, they're not only entitled to more, but that you should automatically be doing more and it feeds into everything, but you can't just be silently scrolling through without feeling the need to say something or to engage with someone mm -hmm. or to reply to something. Yeah. And it, there is just a complete lack of your own personal space on something that really should be yours and should be true to who you are. 
I mean, I can't imagine. Do you find that, you find that on your Twitter as well? Or do you, do you, like, for you, do you feel like every platform has a different need? Um, you're giving more of or different to? Oh, shit, no one's asked me a question on these. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say on Twitter's, like, very fast-paced and very quick. So there is definitely a pressure where what you're saying, some people would take that as representative in that moment of who you are as a person, mm-hmm. um, which I can understand to some degree, but there is definitely a pressure to be consistently involved and to always have a shifting perspective or eye on things. Yeah. Instagram, I think, is a bit different. Like when some of the growth on Twitter translated to Instagram, I had very really bizarre interactions with people where I was either completely sexualized or had no like there was nothing to me as a person other than my clothes <laughs> and that was all people expected um, and I remember when I kind of stopped posting things that I thought people would like I definitely lost followers and I definitely had some strange messages like you've changed or uh, you know you value different things from people that didn't know me. So I don't know. I think altogether it's made me really anxious online in general. Um, but that's why it's I thought crazy. having. It's crazy. Because yeah, I, like, I had Instagram when I had like three friends, five followers. Yeah. And like I was happy with that. So this is all a very long mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's yeah, why I wanted to have. No, I was going to say that like, I can definitely relate to that. And I think that I, within the past year or over a year, over a year, I'd say, I've definitely kind of been finding my way through that as well. And thinking about, you know, how I want to be viewed by other people. And if they, because, you know, it's kind of like everything's just a snapshot. And if you yeah. go, my, like Instagram for me is like my main uh, social media platform yeah. that I like to use. Twitter, like I've spoken to you about it. Like I didn't get Twitter. I just don't understand it. But for me, Instagram works. Mm-hmm. And I went through a stage of, I'm, I'm always constantly like um, archiving things that have been on on my page yeah and kind of like overanalyzing and stuff like that you know some of it is you know some of it is like uh, like i didn't like how i look there or i'm wearing the same t-shirt something like maybe like shallow like that but at the same time i also looked at you know do i need to have as many topless selfies on my mm-hmm. page do i need to increase the amount of the singing posts that I'm doing so that people will realize that I actually am an artist. I sing and I write. And, you know, even though the topless selfies will get me like a billion times more likes and comments and interaction, um, that even though that feels great at the time, and you know, you know, you can kind of slip like for me anyway, like, you know, slip in the, like the cheeky one here, cheeky one there, fine but I feel like there was a time when I was totally just buzzing off of 
the response from yeah. like like a sexualized image of myself yeah that you, the, it's like i'm more than happy to put myself out there like that but i guess that kind of becomes a problem when as you said like maybe that's all you're known for or yeah. it kind of every like everything that you're actually trying to pursue as a person and as an artist is like getting lost in the mix yeah so i made like the conscious effort to you know tidy up my profile a little bit more yeah uh, you know whether like you know the random pick might make pick picture might make <laughs> you know <laughs> I feel like I'm like messaging right now. You're so um, edgy. Like the like the random picture like it might like it might like you know make an appearance or something like that, but whatever. But in general, I'm trying to be like, yeah, I want to be known more for yeah. my music and so yeah, representation and honesty, stuff like that. So it's all just kind of changing. I think before the better for me. Yeah. Do you ever feel on social media a strange, so say like, for example, the point that I followed you at, I would have seen like a certain stage of what you're doing, a certain stage of who you are versus say someone who has just followed you today and they've seen also a completely different stage of who you are. Do you feel like you, as someone who uses social media quite genuinely and is interested in showing all parts of yourself, a weird kind of disconnect between what different people see in those different parts of you? Like, do you ever find it hard to tie those things together? So like you just said now, in terms of tidying your Instagram up and making sure that the creative part of you doesn't get lost in the mix of, you know, what we see. Do you find it difficult to to manage those sides of you online, or that at times you kind of have to suppress some things you might want to say or or put up? Yeah, I don't. I I, I feel like I need to correct you when I say when when you say about me, you know, maybe like being my most like I don't know. I can't remember exactly what you said, but like kind of like authentic self on social media and stuff like yeah. that. That is something that I do find hard to do. Like, you know, yeah. there were posts that, like, it, you know, it might look supernatural, but I've, like, actually tried it, like, 10 times. Or mm-hmm. um, I do talk about certain things, but when I get so low, like, I'm also not the type of person to just get on social media and just tell everyone my business. Because I'm still... Um, I'm still going through something. I'm still, di- like, dissecting it at the time yeah um, so it, i do th- i do think it for me it is quite hard sometimes but at other times it is really easy it's one of those things where like you know as soon as you start using it more and more yeah get more used to it but also when you think about it a lot of the time you're just you're just staring at a block that is showing you all of these things you get so wrapped up in your own world and you then realise all of a sudden you've actually been in your room for two hours actually not doing much um, or like or like, or like worrying about what you want to say or how you want to be perceived. Um, so it can be quite messy. Like I don't know, I don't know if younger people find it easier than I do. I don't know if people who 
have like literally been brought up in all of it from start to end where they're at now i'd be super interested to know like how they handle it because i do think it will be very different yeah in general i don't know if you know i don't know if you know like a lot of like you know much younger people like 13 year olds you're saying i'm not young (laughs) i mean (laughs) well i like obviously i wouldn't have the experience of someone that is like literally born with an ipad um, yeah. but I've never not known technology and I feel like when I was kind of like proficient in communication is when I first could text or have social networks whatever um, and it is strange it's like a silent culture that everyone's a part of and everyone's doing it a specific way and I think when you see peers doing it a specific way or classmates whatever there can be a real pressure to think like okay I have to adhere to this um and like specifically on twitter i remember at a certain point i was being called like a london gay a london twitter gay specific subcategory of tweeters apparently um and people were questioning like why i wasn't doing certain things or why i was doing certain things i was like what the fuck like i just log on scroll yeah and tweet and tweet my shit like i don't see any of the other stuff but when other people are aware of social of social media and how it's used, I think it can make you question even further mm-hmm. what you're doing on there. Like, am I saying the right stuff or yeah, do people find this interesting? It makes it makes a big difference who you follow on social media. I I mean literally as we're talking, I'm realizing I'm like I don't really follow celebrities. Yeah social media I just don't Um, and it's interesting because like when I see you know when I talk to friends or like I see they follow like a lot they follow like the Beyonce's Kim Kardashian like they know like literally it all just pops up on their screen all the time yeah so I and like you know, in terms of like, let's say like body image or like you know where you feel like you should be. I mean, on my on my discovery page, there's always loads of like you know good looking guys and all that kind of stuff and models and you know send things to friends and all this kind of stuff. But I don't really actively follow yeah that world. Um, I see it in different parts of my life. But, like, social media is so massive in a lot of our lives that I do think that it is important for people to kind of think about who they're following and think about, is what I'm seeing, because I'm choosing to see it, is that making me feel better or worse about myself? Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, like, I mainly follow friends, musicians a few funny like meme pages or something like that mm-hmm. but i don't really like expose myself to like i don't like i don't allow myself to get bombarded so much on social mm-hmm. media by yeah. things that really aren't going to make me feel good about myself yeah you know, it's still there mm-hmm. yeah i completely understand that and i think it is really important to surround yourself with reminders of things that are parts of you 
like yeah. you're not on social media to specifically tune into i don't know kylie jenner if you are cool yeah but at the same time you have to offset that with the more human parts of you that's the only way that you can spend time on an app and think like i'm not completely fucking deranged because i don't yeah. have like 100 square foot shower <laughs> but yeah i like i completely understand that um would, would you think kind of going forward you are approaching social media differently in terms of your artistry versus like the i don't know the samson more personally it's always changing sometimes mm-hmm. like like sometimes i want to and sometimes i don't like I think more, more, as I said, like I'm trying to make things more about my music. Um, but yet again, like now I've got myself on TikTok, like that isn't like part of it's music. Part of it is also just like doing weird random shit or like trying to be creative or like do something funny, you know? Um, but I want to try and like learn to not take it so seriously. Yeah. Um, be so precious about it mm-hmm. there are people that just like just don't even think about it they just put anything on there whatever like it is what it is what it is and it works <laughs> and it works yeah it does mm. work for some people um but i think because i've kind of like seen instagram and social media as like my website in a way yeah even though i've bought a website for me but i'm just too lazy to make one <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm like i'm like hey i've got my instagram for now it's fine <laughs> Until I actually create the the website that I've bought, yeah, it's like this is this is what people are gonna see when they when when they when they think about Samson or when they listen to my music or they hear about yeah. me on school whatever. Well, so what do you have at the moment? Just www No, I mean like I bought like to like www like Samson something dot something. Yeah. Like you get your domain, make sure nobody steals it, you know. But um, I need to... Fill it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, ugh, like... My, re- like, the most recent... Like, you know, even, like, you, like, looking at photos of me and stuff like that, like, my, my, my... I haven't had, like, proper, like, um, professional photos in a yeah. long time. So, like, my last proper professional photos of me with shaved hair and... Blonde. The ones that I found, yeah. <laughs> So I'm just like, ah, until I actually get, like, maybe, like, when I start, like, properly my music yeah, will happen at some point this year. Um, and I get, like, all the professional stuff, then I will kind of... Revamp it. Nice little package. Well, I look forward to the, the rebranding. And on I, the note... I didn't, do you know what? I didn't want to say rebrand. I want to say, like, extension. Oh, you know, love that you're so mysterious. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what she's saying, but I'm living for it. <laughs> well, on the note of not being too serious, yeah. I think we should go past of our hour of deep philosophical musing. <laughs> um, Tell me. 
And I have a little quick fire round for you, which mm. is 10 not so serious questions. Okay. Number one, what are you obsessed yeah. with at the moment? What am I what? What are you obsessed with at the moment? What am I obsessed with at the moment? Um, what am I obsessed with at the moment? I am obsessed with, I started watching um, This Is A Sin, is it called? Yeah. Today, which is really, really mm -hmm. good. So like, we're talking about literally the moment, like literally like yesterday, today, like I really want to finish that off, that's really good. But mm -hmm. in general, what am I obsessed with? Um, I love Wendy Williams, I love watching <laughs> Wendy Williams. Mm -hmm. um, I am obsessed with um, trying to get out of the house when I can. <laughs> Love that. A constant battle. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Drag Race at the moment. It's big. Um, obsessed with myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Number two. What is the most interesting thing in your wallet? In my what? In your in wallet. wallet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be controversial. I don't even have a wallet anymore. <gasps> don't you? That's, that's how interesting it is. Literally. That's so vegan of you. <laughs> literally. Um, phone, phone, phone case. Card in phone case. Yeah. Loose change in my bag. I don't have a wallet anymore. I You've don't know. Like full like, on, full on auntie. Like I don't know. For me, wallets are like you either have the kind of like fancy ones, which are like we've all had, which are the leather or fake leather. I'm being so fake leather. Um, <laughs> if you like, you know, you have those kind of ones, which are for like, you know, if you're gonna go to the office or like I don't know, you're gonna be going out or whatever. And then you got the ones that are like made of the like material thing that have like the Velcro and you feel like you're actually like five years old getting like your pocket money out of the thing. <laughs> and so yeah, no, I just, I just don't have a wallet. Like what, what for? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Literally have my cards. Mm. That's it. So Contact vintage. Society, baby. Moneyless society. You should just carry a checkbook. I think that might right, fit yeah. your brand. I can see it for you. Okay, number three. If you could go to dinner with anyone in the world, who would it be other than me? Uh, dead or alive? <laughs> Or both, or either. Like, either. Um, yep. I would. Okay, I think I would. Uh, I've got a few people that I like to go for dinner with. Can I say? Okay. Should we do like top three? Um, they're all. Do you know what? They're all just like older ladies. <laughs> <laughs> like I would love to go for dinner. I'd love to go for dinner with Wendy Williams. Yeah, I'd love to go dinner with um, Joanna Lumley, mm -hmm. and I would love to go for dinner with. Um... Oh my god, I was watching her last night. She's dead. Um... 
What's her name? Joan Rivers. Yes! How do you know? Really? Because <laughs> I would want to go for dinner with her. <laughs> yeah, Joan Rivers. Yeah, I was last night I was watching she has like this funny interview with Bianca Del Rio <laughs> um, like on on this on her bed or something like that. Yeah, them. And then also uh, Prince would be really cool to have a meal. Mm-hmm. Love that. Great selection. All four together would definitely be a... I think you might die in that process. <laughs> Number four. Do you believe in soulmates? Soulmates? Mm-hmm. Um, do I believe in soulmates? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> It's never like it's never like a simple. It's not like a simple answer. Like I mean, define a soulmate. I feel like we. I think we have loads of soulmates. Mm-hmm. I think we have loads of soulmates, and I think that we've kind of been preconditioned to believe that there is one soulmate. Yeah, agree. Um, I think there's loads, but also you have soulmates, and you get in massive fights with them after like knowing them for a day, and then they're not a soulmate anymore. <laughs> but yeah no I'm joking I do I think we have multiple soulmates mm-hmm. yeah agree number five what is your go-to cocktail or um, are you not a cocktail gal me no. love okay support mm-hmm. but but they have to be the nice mojitos because it really upsets me when I go somewhere and ask for a mojito and I'm paying like ten pounds for this drink, and it literally tastes like fizzy water and sweet time. <laughs> Not in. Yeah, some of them are a bit like too minimal. I'm like, I I yeah, want to feel. To, you need to flake it out. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, mojito. Mm-hmm. Love. Just like a like a normal one, or like different flavor ones. Uh, give me different flavor as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. She's open-minded. Yeah. <laughs> Number six. If any, what superpower would you have? Um, <laughs> what would my superpower be? This is where it's like my brain is just like, mm, because it's like <laughs> things. Superpower would be the ability to go into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to like just for like a like like a view <laughs> or like to do something. I think, I think just to be nosy. Hmm? <laughs> what I mean, so that I can kind of prove people right and wrong. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, oh, fuck it. World domination. Oh. No. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna quickly move on from that. Really? <laughs> Number seven, who was your childhood crush? Um, probably loads, but like first one that will pop into head is um, like Nick Carter from the Backstreet mm-hmm. Boys, maybe. But like I used to, I used to also crush on like Megan Fox and mm-hmm. like Christina Aguilera, I don't know, pop stars. 
you could have world domination with Megan Fox in the future. Yeah, I mean, don't know if I'm too interested in Megan Fox now. But... <laughs> she <laughs> might be a, a, like a nice girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Number eight. What is your favourite movie? Parent Trap. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. Parent Trap and Harry Potter films and Princess Diaries and probably more. (laughs) I think your superpower should be um, to choose one thing. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be so boring. (laughs) Number nine, what is your favourite song to cover? Um, maybe Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. <gasps> Will that be uploaded? I mean, I did do like a little cover of that years ago, which was on my Instagram, but that was, that's put in a uh, archive thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe again, yeah. I may request that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <gonna lie. laughs> Okay, and finally, and most importantly, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Not much. (laughs) 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 Um, Do you know what? I don't fucking know. Colouring your hair? Yeah, oh my god, honestly. So don't even get me started on my hair right now, because... I literally get so bored of how I look and my hair. And I'm now just like, okay, so for people who don't know, I've basically got like, I, I purposely have like yellow hair underneath. <laughs> it was a lot more yellow, but like it's kind of come out, but I can like recolor it and stuff. But now I'm just like, do I want to shave my hair and color it? Or do I want to give my scalp a break and, you know, just like not keep on, you know, damaging my hair. So we'll see. Well, that does lead me to questions from other people. The yeah, first of which is my sister saying, what is your next hair colour? <laughs> yeah, what is my next hair colour? Uh, <laughs> probably, I'm thinking maybe green. Love. Maybe. But yet again, I don't know if I'm going to shave it shave all off. It's just long. It's just like, ugh. Why don't you keep the, the braids from earlier? The braids? Yeah. The one that, that my housemate did. <laughs> that didn't even get done. That was literally that was <laughs> done for a second. And I was, really, I was enjoying the process. I loved it. it. But... but it would have been a lot to like fully braid my whole head. Mm bit too much mm-hmm. in terms of like I think it would hurt quite a lot mm-hmm. yeah maybe just a few here and there <laughs> <laughs> well a couple other questions also came through um, yeah. so I thought maybe before we wrap up that we could uh, maybe go through like two or three definitely not gotta go <laughs> <laughs> okay bye <laughs> Um, So the first of them is, what advice would you give to anyone that is trying to make it it into music? Um, 
what advice I would give? I would say to try your best to enjoy the process. Like, I'm going to give this advice, but I don't necessarily always like adhere to it myself. Mm-hmm. But try your best to enjoy what you're doing because there have been so many times throughout my journey when I've turned like everything into a negative and I've forgotten that the actual reason why I want to do this because I want to love what I make and what I do. Yeah. So try and find enjoyment in the process mm-hmm. is a big one mm-hmm. because a lot of people are going to, you know, maybe suck that enjoyment out of you. Um, but little reminders be like, actually, do you know what? Like, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the second question kind of hits on your own process quite early on. Um, what were your some of your musical inspirations, and how did that carry you into your journey? Um, it changed over the years. Uh, I was brought up listening to mostly whatever my sisters listened to, because I've got three older sisters. So that would be a lot of pop music in the mm-hmm. 90s. Like it, would have like, it would have started with like, I don't know, like I remembered like listening to like S Club 7 and like, that, and then like Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, then a little bit more like R&B, like R&B pop, like Usher, Chris Brown, and then all these people, and then kind of like developing into older artists like Stevie Wonder yeah. and Prince. And I used to love listening to Celine Dion, you know, <laughs> just like Mariah Carey. Just I don't know, just mm-hmm. a, a lot of um, a lot of pop and pop R and B influences. Yeah, um, and that kind of changes changes to an extent like I always kind of have like my group of musicians and songs I love to listen to yeah but you know you can always venture out you can you know you never know you go and some you know listen to some random playlist and be like actually wait I really like this song that is Mm -hmm. something that you've necessarily heard before Mm -hmm. well final question Mm. and on the topic of not having heard it before what can we expect from the next next era for you um you can expect more releases i'm trying to like work on a steady release samson because i'm so stop start it's ridiculous So ridiculous. So like, hopefully just a more like steady me because I have music there, which I'm still kind of like working towards putting together so that I can be like really, really happy and proud of it. Um, So yeah, I think a more steady Samson, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And um, just want to try and just like take things up a notch. Yeah with every release. So that's maybe why I'm putting a bit more pressure on myself to put stuff out now. Yeah. I think Sturgis Samson is a good a good slogan. Sturgis 
Samson. Aesthetic Samson. <laughs> I'll make that the title of my album. Steady. I think, yeah, I expect royalties. I'll invoice you. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I feel very at rest in myself. <laughs> and I'm sure... Do you know what? I think it's the candles. Do you think you're maybe vibing off of them? Yeah, I think I should have just interviewed them. What? Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if they're free next week. <laughs> what scent is this? White linen and orchids. Oh, how I... I almost, I almost said orchids. <laughs> of how it's spelled. Then there's like another one. What's the other one? If anyone cares. Seasonal <laughs> and sandalwoods. You sound yeah. like um <laughs> you sound like one of those tailor shopping like the ladies that sell things. Oh I would love I would love to be that. I'd love to be one of those people. <laughs> Literally just selling shit on for like double the price, even though yeah. that's off at double and then it goes down to like one P. Love that. <laughs> That should be the out, and I'll just be like selling it. And I'll just be like, yeah. That should be the promo for your next your next release. We'll think about that. <laughs> I have so many ideas. <laughs> well, right. until then, um, I'm sure we will all keep posted on what you do next. I will Yay. definitely be tuning in. But thank you for everything that you've shared today. I think it will be reassuring to so many people that listen and to share intimate parts of your journey and your so. process. It was thank really... you so much. Oh, thank you. And um, yeah, thank you to everyone. I, I, was like, I have been like seeing people write in the comments as well. So thank you to you guys who've been doing that too. Mm-hmm. Well, to everyone watching, this will be available as a podcast, hopefully by tomorrow. Um, and yeah, obviously yeah. you can watch on IGTV on my mm-hmm. Fun, well, thanks so much. Anytime. Thank you for coming. I will I'll chat to you soon. TTYL babes. All right. <laughs> bye, bye. bye guys. <laughs>